Hi there, boys and girls. Mickey D here. You are now watching CMS TV. Stay tuned and you're going to see more of me, maybe, or hear more of me. Chris Aiken presents. Look at Eric dancing over there and shit. He's a tough guy. That's a T-U-F-F guy. And so is this guy. guy. There's another there tough guy. It's Stevie. Stevie. What's up, man? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah good. Because I don't have any, you know, I got Chris's instructions, which were like this long <laughs> uh, about what I need to do. And I'm like, can I just log on and click it go <laughs> yeah it's working it's working you're good how are you man well, you, you can't hear me right yes sir i can't hear you have an ear fuck said you're fine Say it again don't listen to him he's a douche <laughs> you're fine man okay so, so stevie you put me in a precarious situation here you know you know the other show is tied heavily to docking and you put out this story on don Right as we have this show to do, couldn't you have waited till tomorrow? <laughs> you know, it honestly, none of it even crossed my mind that it was interlinked. You know, um, and while I do know that Neely is obviously super tight, works with Don, you guys do a, a, a bunch of stuff. Trust me, it was just it. It wasn't like that. You know, like I literally got, I don't know, somebody sent. I'll, I'll. I'll keep their name anonymous it, and it's it's one of our temporaries comrades in the, in okay. the send me this on like i don't know thursday or friday right he goes dude can it get any worse <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> is it that bad he goes watch it so i did and then i you know when i do these articles it's usually just spur of the moment you know what that needs attention so right. then i worked on it and uh and and you know what we might have even I might have even been working on that as somehow what when did we get on the phone, Eric? Are you talking about today or was it yesterday? No, right? that was like three days ago, right? Four Gosh. days ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like Wednesday I, or I something. Here and it's like Wednesday. Yeah, me, I think me and Eric only talked in the last couple of days, and then you know we we said hey let's do this on Monday. So yeah, it wasn't meant to put you in any kind of uh, <laughs> tight squeeze, Chris. My it's apologies. Fine. 
I I have been known to have thick skin. I can handle <laughs> anything that comes at me. And and since I have nothing to do with it, it's like, okay, you know, it's I will comment on it if we talk about it. But you know, right. I mean, I I don't disagree with many of your points. I gotta see it. I haven't I saw it that you posted it, but I didn't actually watch the clip yet. I you know, I feel bad watching or, that. So you haven't watched the clip or, or read my article per se. Right. I, I, I browsed the thing going down. I went, uh-oh. Right. <laughs> well, I've, I've read and watched and, um, and, and I'm just, look, the, the facts are the facts. Any performer, I, I'm going to take Don out of it for a minute. Right. Any performer that is charging money should give their best effort, right. whatever that means. And it doesn't mean their best effort from 10 o'clock till 1130. It means their best effort to get to 10 o'clock when they get on stage. Right. Whatever that requires right. to do. If that requires extra sleep, if that requires not drinking before the show, not eating bullshit food before the show. Look, I do this as just a dumb side thing. Don't and, snort Flocka. Don't snort Flocka yeah, before the show. Exactly. Like but the one thing I know I don't do anymore that I used to do, and I listen to old tapes and I hate it, is I used to get fucked up before I would do a show. Right. And then I would start listening back to it, and I would, yeah, some of it was funny, but a lot of it was me just stumbling over myself because right. my mouth wouldn't engage as fast as my brain or right. vice versa, and then it was bad. Right. And and I think that gets lost. I think it gets lost on a lot of, a lot of performers, not just Don, not just, you know, Roth or Vince or whoever we're going to name. You right. know, I, I think these guys have been coddled for so long and have been told that everything that they do is great for so long that they forget what it took to get there to be great. Right. And that's that's kind of my stance. I think it's, it's Groundhog Day. I think it's a Bill Murray Groundhog Day thing where these guys have been playing the same set this every day for like 50 years. And they're just like, finally, like, whatever. I, Let's gonna... try it on acid this time. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, here's the thing. Whether they have played the same set for, you know, at, at Don, it's 40 years plus. Mm -hmm. Aerosmith and Kiss, they've done some of the same songs for 50 years, standing on stage next to some of the same guys. Um, Motley's 40, you know, Rats 40 plus, you know, meaning how long these guys have been performing. I myself, I've been doing this since 1985 and okay. in tough since 87. So I'm, I'm coming up on, on 40 years, right. you know, uh, but whether Don is good or bad or horrible or pathetic or great to some people. Everybody has an opinion, and that's mm -hmm. merely what I've given here. This is my opinion. And, you know, the way people perceive metal sludge, it's varied over the years. Right. But in the last many years, obviously, you know, there's there's a there's been a face to this now for 15 plus years. Right. For the first five, six years of the site, nobody really knew for sure, you know. But at this point, I speak on things that that move me, that change me, that make me think, that make me react, whether it's, you know, me writing a story about, do I take all my clothes off when I go to the bathroom 
<laughs> or do I just pull my pants down? Right. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll put something like that on social media to stimulate everybody's answers and questions and reactions. And people are like, dude, are you really asking that? It's like, yeah, I am. You know, I'm, I'm, if you don't want to participate, you don't have to. But as far as Dawn's concerned, as we know, these videos have been going on for a while. Like I wrote in my article, what we're observing here is a train wreck of monumental proportions. And the train has been wrecking for years. It's com just continuing to go. So, and it's not like Don has a whole bunch of, you know, good shows or some, a couple of great shows, and then some subpar ones, and then a really bad one. There's been a lot of really bad, you know? And so fans talk about it. They talk about Motley Crue or Vince skipping words. They talk about maybe Piercy not having what he once had. They talk about Paul Stanley maybe not having what he once had. But all of those guys, Stephen, Paul, Vince, like I said in my article, in all phases of the game, those guys blow Don out of the water. You know, there's there's effort there, even down to the clothes. You know, Piercy's rocking some cool clothes. Paul's putting on shit that we wear for Halloween and we're like, Jesus Christ, got to put all this on, you know, <laughs> right. this costume. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Right. Vince is putting out the effort. You know, these guys are doing more, I think, than Don is. And, and that's my, that's my, me putting that out there as facts. Like Don walks out in a trench coat, doesn't want to shave. You know, we, we get it. You don't want to wear leather pants and shiny boots or sunglasses like you used to in, in 86. All good. But there is a lack of effort and there's also a level of arrogance that he cares, carries himself with. And that arrogance is not just the fans that are seeing that Don himself. I was looking through old interviews. He's said himself in multiple occasions, including some that I screen captured. I'm not arrogant. That's just what I do. It's like he even, he's kind of like self you know, uh, defining himself. It's like, you know, you're arrogant because people have been accusing you of it for a while. So when he says, I don't need the money, I, I, I'm, I'm not broke. I'm, 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 I'm good. It's like, okay, then why are you doing it? I mean, if he just said, Hey, I want to go out there because I want to have fun. I want to, I want to tour. I want to see the world. I want to see my friends or whatever, you know? Right. Do you think, and I, I, I don't know that this is true or it's not true, but I'm I'm making a guess. And I said this to you yesterday, but we didn't really get into it too much. Right. Do you think that he just still tours because he doesn't know what else to do? He just doesn't know how to retire. Like he, he's probably he's probably petrified about the thought of staying home. Yeah. Oh, you're drinking a Red Bull there too? Yes. I don't care if my heart explodes. Prove <laughs> <laughs> that last summer. <laughs> well, after I get done here, I'm going to the gym. So, uh, need a little uh, little pick me up here. You know, I don't know what Don's reason is. I don't know what Steven Tyler's reason is. I don't know what anybody's reason is. You know, uh, a lot of those guys, all of those guys, are way better off than I am, or I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. So everybody has a reason. And, and we also get that, as I noted in my, in my article, that age affects all of us differently. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys at 50 look 70. Some guys at 25 look 40. You know, some guys that are yeah. 62 look like they're 39. So yeah. 
the genetic lottery, you know, George won that in that group, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, he's, I think two birthdays away from 70. The guy's got fucking more hair than most of us had when we were 30 <laughs> <laughs> and he's in great shape. He still rips, you know, it seems like he's got his mind, uh, even though Don's a, or, or George is a little, a little rock and roll crazy at points, but yeah. you know, the, the, across the board, the, the, the voice that Don had, and I shared in that article right below that video of kiss of death, them in Philadelphia in 1987, they open up with kiss of death. Don sounds absolutely fucking amazing. Sure. I mean, incredible. And as I said in my article, Don was absolutely well-respected as an above-average vocalist. Right. A great voice. Definitely. You know, amazing, sweet, clear, clear melodies, you know, that scream, power, control. You know, he, he was a great singer. But whatever happened in the 80s and 90s, I mean, it's literally just nosedived in the last 10 to 15 years. And at this point, it's not even about whether he could hit all those highs. It's like there's not even there's there is. There's some something else going on where, you know, he it sounds like he couldn't even speak clearly those those words because he's, he's doing he's the family guy kind of voice, you know, with a kiss of death. He's yeah. Like, he was still good you know i was talking last week about the uh, vh1 acoustic tour that happened in like 2006 that kip winger was on that's why i was uh talking to him about uh when he was on last week but don was on that tour too he was still very good at that time was mark bowles playing with him no he he, it was um, just him and reb i believe uh reb beach that was that acoustic tour yeah Right. right Reb no, was I, I've seen some of those, and he used to do that with Mark Bowles as well, who can okay. really sing. But I've seen some of those where Don did change the key, lower register melodies, but they were still, you know, like, there's a couple of acoustic versions that he did of some of the songs online, and they're they're awesome, they're great. Hmm. But you well, know, Bowles Bowles for a while was doing that high voice, and I think Sean McNabb was doing the, right. the upper register screams, and I don't right. know why McCarvel doesn't do those upper registers because he's got that voice. Right. It's weird that he doesn't, but I don't know. I don't know. And I, I still go back to what I, what I always say. I, I don't like it. I, I hate it because Don is a friend for me. Don is a friend. And it, it, it honestly bothers me to see my friend just get his fucking ass handed to him every time he plays a show. That That's does like me too. Me. Like I thought it would be like seeing my dad get a DUI yeah. or something. Like I don't want to see that. Shit. Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> it's painful. But at the same time, I got I got to stick with what I always say, which is I blame the fans. Mm -hmm. If nobody shows up, that shit's gonna stop. He's either gonna get better or get off the stage. Right. Him, Vince, Roth whoever right paul stanley any one of them if there's no money they're not coming right and that's that to me is the biggest failing is you know these guys any of these guys that are having trouble with their voice they know that they don't have to get it's like me and neely had a conversation on cms on saturday and this is a guy that can definitely sing wolfgang van halen Right. But he's completely, he's fucking as fat as me, which is not a good thing. So, right. you know, by being Wolfgang a fat, on Aiken. Yeah, really. He <laughs> really is. I mean, Wolfie is, Wolfie's a big, 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 big boy. And, 
and you, but you weren't that big at 32. No, I was not. I, I definitely was not. But my, my point is with, with Wolfie. And I said this, I said, what is his inspiration to get in shape? Right. He's a multi-zillionaire because of his dad's money that I'm sure he's inherited a good amount of. He's yeah. got, he's got to be banging nines just because he's Wolfgang Van Halen. He's getting every tour that anybody in the world would want to get on as an unproven artist. And he really is right. an unproven artist. He's never even sold a, a gold record. He's never even sold hundred thousand records. Right. So, you know, he's, he's unproven, he's fat and he's, you know, getting everything that could possibly be given to him. Where's his incentive to say, fuck it. I got to get in shape so that I can perform well. Well, and here's another thing. He is also somebody that comes across. He's, he's, I don't know if it's bitter or angry. Like when the, you know, the, the whole thing with fans going, dude, you should throw in Panama at the end of the night. He yeah, gets, he gets so fucking mad hmm. and he gets in these huge wars with people over playing his dad's music or, you know, any sense of that. Like that's been the whole thing for the longest time. Everybody thought, okay, Wolfgang Van Halen's going to come out do his own record, which everybody, of course, you know, Hey, we're going to support it. We want to see you. You're, you're, sure. you're, you're the golden ones kid. You're the only offspring of Eddie. And, um, but he's gotten in these huge arguments with people online and he just, he comes across so angry and bitter. And at some point it's like, dude, you're, you're, you're not doing yourself the favor, you know, which you, mm -hmm. you could handle it differently. When Dave Grohl looked at him and said, dude, I want you to come for Taylor's thing and play Van Halen songs. He was fucking there in a second, mm -hmm. you know, but if somebody said, Hey, can you play one of those at one of your shows? He's going to tell the, the chick, she's a cunt. The other guy, he's a fucking wash up, get away right. from me. He stopped following me. I right. make, you know, when he's, and when he says stuff like I'm carving my own path, I did it on my own. No, you didn't. Come on. Like, no, you didn't. If his name, if, if his name was Wolfgang Johnson, no one would know of him. I was just going to say, if he was my kid, you know, he'd be playing the whiskey on Thursday night's first slot. You know, yeah. so mm -hmm. when you say you did it your own, did it on your own, or carved your own path, it's like, come on, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, and it's not a little bit. Is of he a talented? Stretch. Yes, he can sing. He's put some great music together. Obviously, he's multi instrumental, uh, playing all the different stuff, but. Think about it. Van Halen put out six record, six records before those guys were thirty. Mm -hmm. They were already on the the Van Hagar area by, era by the time they were thirty. Right. So I, I don't, you know, it's it's weird. Like I wonder why Wolfgang didn't do a little bit more with this earlier, and it wasn't until his dad died that suddenly he did rush the record out, and and now he's playing. And, I, and I'm not trying to say there's any reasoning behind that, but at this point. Like you said, he's being handed like go do these Guns N' Roses uh, yeah. stadium dates. Go do these Metallica. Yeah, yeah. He, he's Metallica. on a Metallica tour. Yeah. Wow. He's having. You know, he's, he's he's definitely. There's there's no struggle there. Like you said, what's what's the inspiration? You yeah. know, my my thought is when I see a new band of young kids and I know that they're all pitching in for rehearsal or the guys are trying to scrape up money for guitar strings or drumsticks or looking through the dumpster behind SIR because they were going to use somebody else's old snare heads. That's mm -hmm. what we did as bands, you know, right. when we were 17, 18, 20, 22. Sure. 
trying to get to that next level, you know? Do you think he's buying in? You guys, do you think he's buying in on these tours? He has the money to do it. No way. No, No, because I'll tell you what. Lyon has an alternative motive here. This is a Van Halen. Right. They can't sell a Van Halen tour right now. No. Eddie's gone. And if there is any semblance of a Van Halen tribute with Alex, Dave, Michael, Sammy, any of those, at some point, Wolfie's going to have some kind of involvement in that. So by giving Wolfie this little bit of love, Live Nation is like, you know, this is this is always going to be a Van Halen kit. So, and the Van Halen brand and name is is valuable. Right. So there's no way that, it, you know, they're saying to him, yeah, you want to open it for Guns N' Roses? Well, we need, you know, $250,000 up front for the tour. There's no way, like Chris just said, there's there's no way he's paying for that because no he's he's royalty, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna, he's, he's getting grandfather clawsed in. He is picking and choosing those shows. He's he's not playing dive bars and whatever. Like, cause I mean, that's a drag. I mean, to, to tour, you know, as, as fun as people think it is, it, it's a, it's draining. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know, even know if he's cut out to, to be on the road for six months or more, you know, the it seems smallest, like the so. smallest thing that he's done that it's I'm like aware House of blues. was house of blues. He did a short, and that was a short run. That was like, seven dates or 10 dates or something that was not like right. extended. And then he was off to do guns and roses. Right. You know, it's like, he's off to do guns and roses at stadiums this right. summer, this summer, he's going to be opening for Metallica and Pantera. Right. All summer. Right. Yeah. You know, and what has he done? He hasn't proven and he's, and he's not in a van or a motorhome. We know that. No, no, no. He's I'm in sure a million dollar prevost. Well, or or he's even flying to the dates, and then he's Could getting be. you know picked up in a car, you know, an SUV, an Escalade. The band might be touring every single day in a in a Prevost, but you know, here's the thing: he he does have that value. You know, when when mm-hmm. when Good Morning America wants to interview Eddie's kid, or when the, you know uh, Jimmy Kimmel, they don't have the whole band there. No. You know, unless they're going to play, but it's Wolfgang coming in. It's Wolfgang going to the radio station. It's Wolfgang, and 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 rightfully so. You know, no no diss to the other guys. They're all named guys too from this band or that band. But their 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 marquee, their their name is not marquee. It's like oh, we have the you know the bassist from Atreyu here or something. That doesn't that doesn't get any clicks <laughs> for the for the radio station or the or the TV station, but Wolfgang does because it's Eddie was that way too, though. I mean, I don't, I mean, the only time that he let the band get involved in anything was, uh, that MTV Van Halen unleashed or something in the eighties. Other than that, he was the one going on Saturday night live, making appearances. He wasn't, Sammy did. Sammy was out doing interviews back then. Sammy made a, but Sammy had a solo career too. So, Maybe, but you know, things were different too. Like what Van Halen did at the end of the seventies, all through the eighties and nineties, that things were still happening for on both those, you know, the Van Halen and the Van Hagar era. But then at one point, Eddie did become a little bit of a recluse, you right. know, when him and Sammy split. And then, you know, I'm sure it was a little bit of a slap in the face. But the the the, the Gary Sharon project. You know, that was a fail. <laughs> that, that didn't go anywhere. And so that had to be an ego, an ego, you know, burst, Slap, him, right. you know, and he was staying up there in that, you know, Canyon 
uh, house and studio that are what is it, Coldwater or Laurel Canyon, where he, where he's, you know, his, his estate was, right. and it was basically unheard of for a long period of time. And then we'd see something on the news. There's talks. Dave was seen talking to Eddie or he <laughs> talked to so-and-so and we heard that shit going on for 10 or 15 years. And then eventually they did do the, uh, the tour with Dave, but that's right. when they Wolfgang. Like, Hey, you can, you're going to skip school because you're going on tour. Yeah. That's <laughs> nuts. As a 16 year old. It's, it's crazy. It's so weird. Well, let's move forward to the monsters of rock cruise. Yep. Yes. Eric is so excited about going, but he's also fearful because he's never <laughs> been on a boat. So the last last week, both Frank Hannon and um, and Kip Winger told Eric that he has nothing to fear. But I know you've done what four or five of them, so you can give him the rundown. What can he expect? Is it going to be fun, or is it just a bunch of annoying fucking fans bugging? And start at the beginning. Start at what Stevie Rochelle packs in his suitcase. I want to know how much luggage you bring on a cruise like this. How many bathing suits? Well, Eric, I know you're just a couple years younger. You're, are you 50 yet? I am 50. Yes. Okay, so you remember Gilligan's Island? <laughs> <laughs> you only brought one red shirt and some... Yeah, uh, that's, that's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Ginger will get shipwrecked with you. There you but, go. Um, no, I mean, hey, when when we got the call about it, first one, I don't know, not quite 10 years ago, but I had just a little bit of apprehension because I'm not a boat person either. When I say boat person, I've lived in, in Southern California since the summer of 1987. I've never put my foot in the ocean yet. Really? Never. I've been to Venice Beach. I've been to Santa Monica Pier, but I've never put my foot in the ocean. I'm not a water person. Um, and never went, you know, wasn't into fishing and I, and I, I, tooled around on some boats once in a while back in, in my youth and, you know, the lakes in Wisconsin and the rivers and all that. But when I was like, we're going to go on this big ship. And I was thinking, I'm going to be claustrophobic. And I did tell this to Eric on the phone. I was thinking, is this going to be like I'm at the rainbow bar and grill for five days straight? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody drinking surrounded by, you know, select members of faster pussycat who have not slept and not showered and just <laughs> pouring down any falling over it on, on every 73rd beer, you know, two days in. So I was kind of thinking like, is that what it's going to be like? And then once I got on the ship, I was like, the ship is so big, you know, for anybody that hasn't been, but you've been to Vegas. It's like when you go into a hotel in Vegas, right? You walk into the lobby, you check in, just like these ships too. When you check in, it's, it's almost like a like you're checking into a hotel. You know, they take your credentials, you give them your information, they, they even take a photo of you, they give you some key card or some bracelet that opens your room. And they take a photo of you? Yeah. In case you do bad stuff, you know. So they can find you. It's, it's, it's well, him. You're, you're leaving, you're leaving the country. So it's kind of like right. a it's like you're going out of the country, like customs. You're okay. going through customs. Mm -hmm. You're showing your don't passport your, when you're getting on Eric, this thing. Don't forget your passport, like Michael Grant did, because you will not oh get on the ship. <laughs> what a goof! I remember that. Chris, do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, L.A. Guns went down there, and Michael Grant didn't bring a passport. So yeah, you're leaving the country. So it's there's some level of strictness compared to the average. Like, hey, we're walking backstage at M3. When you're when you're getting on the ship, you'll see you'll you'll go through metal detectors. 
you might even see uh, a, a host of uh, uh, immigration officers, German shepherds, sniffing bags, the whole right, deal. Okay. So if you smoke pot, don't bring any of that either. Just, right. <laughs> just a heads up, you know? Yeah, I was well, at that. Well, you know, I was curious about that. I was just watching a video <laughs> yesterday. There's a there's a ghetto. It was called like a ghetto cruise. It's like a $50 ghetto cruise or something. Oh, it's boy. on YouTube anyway. But that guy was saying they was smelling, not only smelling weed all over the place, but but there was guys banging oh, on his door asking if, he, if they wanted to buy, if he wanted to buy any. It was some weird. It was weird. But uh, yeah, dog sniffing. I wonder if they could smell like vape kind of stuff Dude, like, just, just go a week without the without the pot no one week <laughs> yeah no i mean seriously though, if, you gummies. Partake, if you do partake in some of that stuff i would advise not to travel with it onto a ship because yeah no you know, i don't want to take uh flour with me or anything but i mean the thought crossed my mind i'm like well oh, you're a gummy or like a vape cartridge or something just or drink no, google it I'm telling you, if you Google it, I've seen something because I just traveled to Brazil and Australia and Thailand, and I've I've been using CBD oil to sleep. Okay. And it's you know in California, as you know, Eric, it's now that stuff's legal. You can literally go to the corners. They have these shops like Seven Elevens. You can go in. There I do. I, that's where I go. Yeah, all kinds of gummies and sleep aids. Right. But I was I was very unsure of it, and I use I, I I'm not a pot smoker. Right. But I do use the CBD oil, and it's got some level of THC in it. So mm -hmm. I Googled it, and I couldn't get a clear answer. And then at some point, you know, I've done this, obviously traveled a lot, and also did the, the cruises a lot. But in the last year, the first thing I thought of is, I don't want to be Brittany Griner. I don't yeah, want right. to be getting, you know, getting off the plane somewhere and them going, ah, sir, yeah, what are these <laughs> little uh, you know, these little packages in your uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, it's like, why don't you put these uh, handcuffs on and come with us for a little while for another year? <laughs> you sit in fucking jail because you didn't want to not bring your vape pen with you. So I was like, Well, there's there's Russia, there's China, there's 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 places where you just don't f around with that. Man, you, you that. don't fucking run there. anywhere else. If you're you, leaving yeah. the country, I'm telling you, I've I've stepped on 31 different sets of soil. Same. And at this point, you do not want to fuck around with it. You know, Dude, I used to travel when it was cool, when everything was a whole lot less crazy, and right. you just don't want to do it. You no. don't want to. You don't want to take your Americanized view of how things should be, and think that they're going to give two fucks about how you think things should be. Right? They don't care. You are the enemy, as the white gringo from America. You right. need to follow the fucking rules, or you will have way more problems than you ever wanted. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you can do this too, Eric. Google it. I've Googled some stuff, and there's some incidents where people did get did get basically pulled aside. I don't know if they were arrested or charged or held or not allowed to board the ship because of because of gummies in their in their carry-ons. Oh so, damn, wow. Not not know. saying it's gonna happen or it's happened every time. They can smell those edibles and stuff have a have a scent for sure. You could smell those. I would assume well, that the dogs were more looking for explosives and stuff like that. But. Well, let me tell you something. I'm coming back from I'm coming back from Germany, right? This is I don't know, six, eight, ten years ago. I'm at LAX down in that customs thing in that basement, and I'm I'm walking in, I got my backpack, and there's 
five or six flights come in, you know, China, Korea, Germany, London, Paris, like it's just a clusterfuck of people down there, 2000 people. And at some point I see a couple of the, the, the sheriff guys, you know, with the, the badges and they let this cocker spaniel go. Things fucking racing between bags runs right up to me and sits right down next to me. Oh, fabulous. And now, you know, the, the, the dogs running way ahead. The cops are like, you know, 50 meters away. They're kind of slowly sauntering up. They're like, hey, uh, how are you today, sir? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm great. You know, they're like, where are you coming from? I'm like, Germany. They're like, uh, what's in your bag? I said, I guarantee you there is nothing illegal in my bag. I'm, I don't use drugs. I'm not carrying drugs. He goes, mm-hmm. got any fruit in there? I said, I don't know. He goes, why don't you look? So I look at my, I open, you know, I got one of these backpacks with fucking eight zippers in it. So I'm going through sure as shit. There was an apple in there that I pulled off. Of, you know, when you leave the hotel lobby and they got the bowl of apples, yeah, you know, I make bongs out of one, those. Yeah. One for one point, I grabbed an apple, threw it in my backpack, never ate it, sat in my backpack for a few days. And I'm telling you that dog ran between 2000 people past 2000 bags and ran right up to me and sat next to me and for an apple for an apple. And I was like a little tiny apple in this fucking thing. That's the size of an arena full of people in bags and commotion. Agriculture is like a big concern for, yeah, they're strict on that. And uh, yeah, so you could have a couple little gummies in there too. And that dog might be, yeah, I think you're right on that. That is it's risky because they do no, they have a smell. Anything with like any edible that's got weed in it, you could totally smell it. Now a vape cartridge I wasn't sure about, but then they in an x-ray they could potentially see that. And you know, so well, let me ask you, go, go I, ahead. I think I know Chris's answer, but Eric, have you ever watched Locked Up Abroad? Or I just about it last week. I go. That's why I don't even tip, want to get off the boat. I've I, that show. Dude, any, me of those, any of those shows where they're like uh, to catch a smuggler? Yeah. <laughs> All these people think they're gonna outsmart them, and yeah, you know, they got the dog sniffing. They got take the girl in the room. They're like, yeah, she had this package in her vagina, and the guy pulls out a fucking thing of coke like this, and it smashed up her pussy for the whole flight, but. Dog sniffed it out, and now she's going to prison. You know? Yeah, right. And don't and don't think that President Puddinhead's going to get you out the way he did Brittany Griner because it ain't going to happen. So, <laughs> President yeah, Puddinhead. <laughs> the cruise is awesome, though. Once I got on, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" It's like it's so big too. Like when you leave one floor to the next, or when you go in your room, Cinderella or Tesla, or whatever, could be playing in the theater at max volume. Once you get 50 meters away from that that entrance to that theater, you don't hear anything. So once you're in your cabin, once you're sleeping, when you're going to have dinner or breakfast, you, you know, it, you're completely separated from the from the insanity. And there is multiple places to eat. There's usually anywhere from 3 to 5 concerts going on at once. Like Tesla could be playing in the in the theater firehouse on the pool stage you know rhino bucket in you know level 12 at the cnr bar you know karabi acoustic could be in the black and white lounge somebody else is doing stand-up comedy in the in the karaoke lounge like there's so much stuff and this is going on round the clock 
from noon to midnight every single day. It's nonstop. Fun. Places to eat, places to hang out, pizza, casino, uh, a gymnasium, pools, hot tubs, a spa. You can get your, well, you and I aren't getting our hair done, but you can get your wife can get her hair done. You can get a massage. You can get your nails done. You can shop. There's ice cream parlors. There's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I will say. It is. It's like a casino on water, basically. Like you're yeah. just going to a casino hotel that's on the. It's like a water. city on water, really. Yeah, it really it's, is. It's, it's, it's a casino. Yeah, it's, it's literally a city block long, and 15, 16, 18 stories high. So you're using elevators to go up and down, and when you first get on it, you're probably going to be so confused. You're going to be like, "Oh my god, I'm never going to find my way around here." But right. after you're on it for a day or so. You start to kind of break it down. It's a big circle. The front of the ship, the middle of the ship, and the back. What? What is Chris? Do you know what's the front called? The aft. That I don't. This the back is the stern, right? Is that right? Bow. You weren't you you weren't the, in the fucking. Uh, I wasn't in the. I wasn't in the navy. I was an army guy. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the army, were you? Yeah. So, but yeah, there, there's, there's three Army, sections yeah, to the ship, the, the front, the middle, and the back. And then there's obviously all these different, different levels. There's places to eat. And, uh, once you're on, you, there's only a few things you'll have to worry about when you're going to play and right. where you're going to play and then where the meet and greet or the, the, the photo shoot with the fans and those kind of events are. So once you're on the, the, the best thing to do, which most of us have done when, once you're on the ship, you're like, okay, tomorrow night at six o'clock, we have to play the uh, the black and white lounge. Let me see where that is. That's my first gig tomorrow. Like I'm in my room. Let me leave. And the great thing is these ships are so modern that it's it's much like a mall as well. So when you're by the the uh, uh, the elevators or the escalators, they have right. those those maps, kind of like you see in the mall. Like you are here. You know, here's the <laughs> nice. pretzel shop. Here's the, the tennis shoe store. Here's Sears. Here's Prangyway. On this end is the Walmart. So it'll tell you, like, you're here, and these are the different areas. And then you can say, like, oh, black and white bar. I'm on 12. Oh, that's on level 14, and it's at the aft of the ship. It'll tell you. You can literally click that, like, touch it. In some of the more the most modern ships I've been on, there's almost like an iPhone type of thing outside the, the elevators. So that map is, is you can touch it and you can go, I want to go there. And it'll tell you, go to level 12, exit the elevator, go to your left, <laughs> nice. 50 meters, black and white bar. So party pretty, on pretty dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Show up looking cool or you will suck. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty amazing how, uh, how modern facilities are. Very good. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I did watch uh, probably like all this weekend. Uh, my lady and I, Susan, watched uh, these YouTube videos of the previous Monsters of Rock cruises just to get a vibe. And it's pretty cool, man, from what we're seeing. And it sounds right. like the bands get a decent room, which is nice. Well, you probably won't, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you, you, you'll get you'll get good rooms. The only thing that happened one time for us is. We got our four rooms, and uh, my room was, I don't know, I, 
it had to be next where they were keeping the fish for the fucking for the shit. Oh no! <laughs> they were like gutting the cod. You know, I was like, why does my room smell like fish? There must be like, you know, some kind of an aquarium to the right here where they're keeping you know live fish that they're about to skin and. I've heard that like it, when I was watching the video about the ghetto cruise, the guy was telling uh, the, the us about it, I guess you'd say. And he said on certain levels, there would be like a sewage smell and then some didn't have it. Right. And I don't know, maybe you just weren't lucky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, it's, it's always been great. I will say this. Let me shout out Larry Moran. You know, he's the, he's the head honcho. These things are always very organized too. And when you get the actual schedule, you know, the itinerary for the day, aside from what you guys do as the Stephen Piercy band, you know, if you get on a Tuesday, you might play Wednesday night and then again, Friday, you know, mm -hmm. two different times. Um, but you'll also see, they'll hand you something that comes every day to your room, kind of like a, a schedule. And it'll literally be like, a, like a tour program, like four or six pages long each day. It'll be like an itinerary. Yeah. This is happening at 1230. This is happening. 1245. This is happening. Yeah. And it's, it's literally like every 15 minutes, something else is happening. Aside from the shows, there's like cooking with rock stars, you know, and Chad Stewart <laughs> from faster and Ted Poley and Billy and Todd from tough. Like all these guys that are kind of into their whole food thing. And they're like, Hey, let's go. Let's go to the pool stage. We're gonna we're gonna make some type of food, and then they'll have judges. You know, chips enough is a judge, and this guy's a judge, and it's kind of fun to watch those. You know, some interactive stuff. You know, there'll be some jam sessions that they'll put together. Hey, we're gonna do a kiss night on Friday. You know, from ten until midnight in the Who's signing the up. Come on, guys. Yeah, and then it was like, you know, who wants to play Deuce? Who wants to play Black Diamond? Who wants to sing Lick It Up? And and you can look around your schedule and be like, hey, I'm I'm off Friday. I want to go there and jam a kiss song or you know, Aerosmith or whatever they're jamming that night. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of a lot of friendship, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of getting along. Never been any drama. Never, you know, and I've been on four of them. Never, never seen any any arguments, no band members bitching about why are they playing there and we're not how come it's they're running late well, you know why are we sets shorter than theirs like nobody's doing that and and if anybody does i, I never saw it you know right. it was all good right on no. well stevie what what's coming up with um with you i know your your never ending travels uh, seem to keep coming what's 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 next for you and metal sludge and everything else nothing for me for the next foreseeable month and a half in the way of shows uh it's about two months from right now i'll be in ohio we're doing a couple of shows on the week of uh may 19th and 20th okay uh in your neck of the woods you know uh billy's coordinating some some dates okay you know, billy's the king of cleveland you know the king oh, of yeah. northeast ohio so we're going to do a couple of dates up there and it's actually going to be the debut of our new secondary substitute second string guitarist dougie licks manross oh nice oh yeah i know him right i know him yeah, yeah yeah so dougie's actually jammed with us one time god it was it might have been 10 years ago you know he might have been like 15 at the time 14 years old 
he got up and jammed a couple songs with us. But Billy isn't always available to do every show. We have used Howie Simon here and there, who's also great, like doing West Coast stuff. But um, Billy, as we know, has got three kids. He's married. He's doing his own band, a food truck. He's got 20 things going on at once. There's a couple of dates that he couldn't do coming up in the summer. So we decided to bring in Dougie. And we're going to warm him up and do some rehearsals with him, play together with him in May and June at okay. some events that, that Billy can't do in June. But when we play in May, Tough is going to play with Dougie on guitar, but we're actually playing with Billy's band. Oh, Meaning Billy cool. Morris band is going to play and Tough's going to play, but Billy won't be in Tough for that weekend. We're, that's that's uh, Dougie's uh, test run. Test you know? run? And that's near yeah. me? Yeah, it'll be... We're going to do the, the the local bar, I believe it's Friday the 19th, and then on Saturday the 20th, we're doing that theater called the, I can't think of it now. It's, it's theater? some theater downtown. There's some downtown Cleveland or? Say it again. Downtown Cleveland? Yeah, I think so. Like the Masonic Temple or something like that? The One Temple, of that's it. Masonic the Temple, yeah, okay. Some it's kind of room. event that's being put together by a promoter with Billy Morris Band and Tough, probably some other locals. And then in oh. June, we're going to go to Wisconsin. We're going to play Waterfest with the, the mighty Hairball. Have you guys ever heard of Hairball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen them? I've just seen videos. I haven't seen them, seen them, but they look Eric, awesome. Have you seen them? Yeah, and Steven sat in with them before. They Sometimes they'll have famous singers come right. in. Right. So you saw them live? Yes. Yeah. Amazing show, huh? Yeah, yeah. They do the whole deal, the whole old school eighties deal yeah, with their the kind of steel panther, right? I mean, I'd say in a way. Yeah. And they draw mass, massive people in the Midwest. I mean, they're based out of Minneapolis. And I don't know if you guys know this, but that band was started by the singer of Slave Raider. Oh wow. Chainsaw Kane started that band before even metal shop started like he started that like in 95 96 oh okay. wow in minneapolis and um but yeah they've they've built that brand so you know the dakotas minnesota iowa wisconsin oh they yeah put all kinds of big summer events and huge stage show they put on and fire and pyro and yeah. shit so we're doing we're doing a show with them and a couple other club dates around around that area um but yeah, my my foreign stuff isn't. You know, I'm I'm done for a while. I just did Brazil, Australia, and Thailand all within three months. All That's great, fun. amazing to go to all these places. But it was back to back to back, and there was Ohio in between, and Christmas and New Year's and our daughter's birthday and all that. It's been a, a crazy couple of three and a half four months. So I'm kind of happy to just kind of chill for for a few weeks and update metal sludge and sell some swag and some stuff, online, you know? <laughs> right. And piss off Don Dockin. <laughs> <laughs> Feel nice. The sludge. Nice. Well, Stevie, man, it's always fun having you on, man. I think we are going to wrap this one up just because my arm is officially screaming for me to stop. So <laughs> I'm still dealing with this stupid nerve thing in my arm and it is fucking biting right now. So sorry to hear that. I'll live. Yeah, I've well, been thanks for worse. coaching me on Monsters of Rock, Stevie. Oh, Eric, yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's awesome. Everything about it is great, and um, you'll have a blast. And yep. other than that, go there by to tough. The you think you're tough? 
Whenever we have our set list and we play You Think You're Tough, we always write it like that, T-U-F-F. Right. And, of course, there's the What Comes Around Goes Around on vinyl. I've got a few pieces of vinyl now on RLS. I've been doing CDs since 94. We we did CDs and cassettes and even VHS, and then that turned into DVDs, and now it's uh, come full circle to, you know, starting to to put out some vinyl through the RLS. We're going through the catalog and pulling out select titles that – are worthy of a vinyl release and uh, they can find them on the store at sludge or toughcds.com. Of course, I'm on all different social networks, Stevie Rochelle, Stevie tough. I'm, you know, eBay, Amazon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all there, you know, very good. Well, we'll just send them to metalsludge.tv. That's the easiest place to find all the good stuff. So, Stevie, it's been fun. Eric, it's been fun. And I think we're going to wrap up with a little tough. Um, We'll play a little bit of the all-new generation. So, Stevie, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aker Presents. Chris, thank you. Eric, good seeing you. We'll we'll be in touch, guys. All right, right, Stevie, take care, brother. Talk to you later. All right, bye. 